on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Rudy's, welcome to the Aggie's Coaches Show. Brought to you by Ruby's, home of the Aggie Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. And by Stokes. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of the Danny Sprinkle Coaches Show. We are live here at, uh, at uh, Ruby's Pizzeria and Grill. Come on by. Hang out with us. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Coach, how are you? Good. Yeah, come get some apps. Let's get some free appetizers. Let's go. Let's get some food in you and uh, talk some Aggie basketball. Utah State coming off a tough tough game against Colorado State. Long road trip. Wyoming, Colorado State. You got a game coming up against San Diego State tomorrow. That's three games in six days. Yeah. Uh, They come fast and furious. And you got a little bit of time off after the San Diego State game. And that time off can't get here quick enough. Yeah, exactly. It'll be great for our guys. You know, we need need to get, you know, a couple days off in a row and kind of get back on track but you know to finish the season strong but you know everybody's got to go through it and uh it's our time let's uh let's recap last week before we look ahead to the aztecs uh starting with that game against wyoming down early in the first half um you guys able to rally pull away a little bit in the second half but uh again another another game where there's a lot of adversity that you guys have to fight through yeah we did you know if we came out a little sluggish you know i don't know if it was the altitude or whatnot you know the you know, there wasn't much of an atmosphere up there either to, to get yeah. the guys going. And uh, especially coming off the Boise game, you know, we knew there would be a little bit of fallback there. But, you know, our guys responded. Um, you know, and I, to give Wyoming credit, I thought they defended us really, really well, you know, especially 15 feet and in. They made it really hard for our post guys to get catches. And, and our guards really stepped up, you know, especially Darius and, and Josh were tremendous uh, that game. And, you know, we don't win that game without those two. Are you seeing teams collectively defend you differently now as opposed to what you saw earlier in the year? A little bit. Not as much. Everybody's been packing the paint against us all year. Um, and that's why the games where we knock down threes, you know, we usually get in the 80s or 90s, uh, and it opens up everything. You know, but we didn't, we didn't get stops early in that game either to, to kind of fuel our transition game. Uh, and once we started getting those in the second half, and, you know, Darius, he was lights out the whole game. You know, mm-hmm. but once we got stops in that second half, that's when, you know, Josh and Ian got going and we got some easy buckets. You mentioned uh, after that game that, that that's a situation where you knew going into the game and you told Darius you're going to have to probably take over offensively in this game. And he stepped up in a big way. He did. You know, I, I knew he was going to have to be aggressive from the jump. You know, he'd, he'd have to make some shots the way they were guarding ball screens. And I knew they were going to pack the paint in hard, you know, whether it was a zone or a man. And, you know, they manned us the whole game. But, you know, like I said, from the from the start, he – Thank gosh he was making them because uh, we needed every single one of them. I think he, I don't know how many had 25 or 30, but we needed all of them. And then uh, and then the Colorado State game, much different atmosphere. That place yeah. was packed. It Rocking. was loud, and yeah. and uh, and uh, that place was was all about it. And you get down early, and you know it's funny we talk about the margin of error in this conference, and you guys fight like crazy. You get it down to 11. You have possession. I think uh, you have a baseline three with a good yeah. look. Yep. You knock that down. It's an eight point game. Yeah, and and then you got them on their heels a little bit, um, and then Isaiah Stevens I think has four or five consecutive in a row, pushes yep. it back to fifteen, and and you really couldn't get it going. I mean, those are those little moments. That shot falls, and we may have a different game on our hands. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, but it, it should have never got to that. Like you know, Colorado State deserved to win the game. They, you know, physically, emotionally, like energy wise, like they played like the desperate team, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it shows when they have you know six 
fifth or sixth year seniors on their team. Yeah. You know, like they knew what was at stake. And, uh, you know, and our guys, like they, they came out and played really well. Um, they didn't shoot the ball really well. Uh, but just inside the paint, you know, I mean, they I think they were 19 of 23 at the rim. And uh, we got to do a lot better job protecting the paint. You talked in the post game about, um, uh, you know, about the post and so many of those points came in the paint for Colorado State. Yeah. Now that you've had a couple a couple days to kind of look back at it, look at the film, you mentioned it was aggressiveness, it was just effort. Uh, was there anything else after you had a chance to go look at it? Uh, yeah, I mean, really the last five games, you know, teams have done the same thing to us to start the games. And so our post guys need to up the ante and we got to be a lot more physical uh, guarding down there and, and – uh, you know, in you know, the way San Diego State might start tomorrow night, like we may have to start our starting line. We, we may have to change our starting lineup anyways. Um, when you look at what Colorado State was able to do with, with uh, the aggression and with the effort that they had, you're back at home, should be a packed crowd tomorrow. Yeah. There's no excuse not to have that effort or that aggression because you're back at home. Exactly. It's time to go. And it'll be it'll be sold out. The place will be rocking. And, uh, you know, and hopefully we can come and, you know, play with effort and energy like we did against Boise State because from here on out, we have to play complete 40 minutes. You know, late February, early March, and into the tournament, like that's what you have to do if you want to be a good team. How do you feel like your guys have responded? I think they've been great. You know, I mean, nobody else has won at Colorado State this year either. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and it's it's hard to think about, but – whether you lose by 30 or you lose by one, it's still a loss. And we have to we have to get on just like next play mentality. It's the next game. And, you know, we just can't – you know, we have to – we know we have to clean some things up and we have to play a lot tougher and, and a lot cleaner basketball than we did. You know, we had some careless turnovers uh, that you can't have against San Diego State tomorrow night. How hard is it to try to – when you have that short amount of time, so you get home late Saturday night, you yeah. got Sunday, you got Monday – uh, you have to spend time yucking it up with me here. At, at, yeah. And so your your time is so limited before you take on, you know, one of the best teams in the country and a team that was playing in a national championship last year. Yeah. How hard is it to cram all that time in and get ready for a game of that magnitude? Well, it is hard. You know, I mean, we don't charter here. You know, so we had, you know, we didn't get back until like one fifteen, one thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, and by the time the guys get back to their their dorms or their bed, you know, they're not falling asleep till 2.30. And you're basically playing San Diego State for first place in 54 hours, you know. So, it uh, we didn't we we didn't do anything because of that yesterday. Uh, we just watched film. We didn't walk on the court, nothing. And uh, and today we, you know, we went pretty light. We didn't do much contact, but you know, we went through our our scout and walked through things, and you know, and hopefully have that you know be able yeah. to muster up that energy tomorrow at seven. Have they changed much, or is it pretty much what you know what you're going to get when it comes to San Diego State? Yeah, it's the same. You know, I think they've gotten better. You know, I think. For defensively from when they played us the first game like they really from that game on because i believe they lost a might have been colorado state right before we played them yeah uh down in san diego and from that point forward like if you look at their defensive numbers they've been tremendous and uh like a typical san diego state team you know they're making it really hard on people uh you know to score on them but if you slip up and you turn the basketball over and you give them easy points you know they're good enough. They're not going to give you those easy points. And so uh, that's where they out-hustled us at the free throw line. And, and uh, you know, they got a couple offensive rebounds on that. And they made the toughness plays down there. And we got to do the same to them tomorrow night here. Well, you look at that, uh, you know, Colorado State, the team you just played. Yeah. They're down there at Viejas. They're leading by 14 at halftime. Yeah. And they get outscored like 42 to 11 in the yeah. second half. And yep. when, when San Diego State puts the clamps into you defensively, watch out. And, and they, you know, you go back to the game that you played there. I mean, they were challenging Darius and anybody else bringing the Everybody. ball up the yep. whole 
you know, from, from baseline to baseline, essentially. Exactly. And, you know, we talked about it, like, as aggressive as you have to be defensively guarded, you have to be that aggressive offensively. Mm. If you play on your heels and, and you don't attack their pressure, like, that's what they want. You know, like, we got to be a lot more aggressive on our on everything, on our passes, our shots, our getting the ball to the basket, our post feeds. You know, our post guys got to post up better and get better angles uh, because they're too good of a defensive team if you don't do that. Well, and they're a team, too, that essentially has the philosophy of they're not going to call a foul on every possession. Yeah. So and they don't. we're going to get after you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you got to be able to play through a lot of contact tomorrow night, you know, whether it's when you drive, when they come and, and rake at the ball. You know, I mean, yeah, you're going to get your arm hit. You better play through it, you know, at the rim. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be contact every single time. And so, you know, our guys, they'll be ready for it. No excuses. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't no. whine to the officials. And exactly. You just got to keep going. Yeah, nothing you can do. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I wanted to talk about some of the bright spots. Uh, career high, Javon uh, had uh, in that game against Colorado State. Came up uh, late, didn't play the previous two games, yep. and came in and had 10 points. No, it was awesome. That's I told him on the bus, too. Like, I was proud of how he came and competed uh, in that environment. And when his moment, when his number was called, he was ready. And, uh, and we're going to need that the rest of the year. Like, you know, he's one of, he's one of the best shooters we have, you know. And, uh, you know, he, he's a threat when he's on the floor, and especially when he's aggressive and playing with a little bit of swagger. Like, he, he's as good as anybody. And then uh, go back to that Wyoming game. And we're going to – the reason I bring up Javon, obviously he deserves the credit. And then Josh, who was just absolutely phenomenal in that game against Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, he hit some big threes. He, uh, you know, we posted him a couple times, and he got some huge buckets in kind of the, the meat part of the game when we kind of got that lead in that second half. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was phenomenal. So when you look at what you've got coming up, uh, you got the San Diego State game. Get those tickets. Go to utahstateaggies.com. Uh, coach, I'm going to let you go. Because I don't know if there's many left. Yeah, I know. I, in fact, it may be a sellout. Yep. The best way to do it is just get on the website and, exactly. uh, and go see if you can find them. And if not, then, uh, you know, hit up the sec- secondary market. Bum one off your friend. I don't know. Barter, steal, trade, whatever you got to do. But everybody needs to be at that arena coming up tomorrow at this time because uh, that's going to be a fun, rocking atmosphere against a really good team. Uh, but, Coach, I'm going to let you go grab a bite real quick. We'll talk to some of your players coming up next as Utah State gets set for a showdown against San Diego State coming up tomorrow in the Spectrum. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield. It's the Danny Sprinkle Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome back. You're listening to the Danny Sprinkle Coaches Show. We're live here at USU, or live here at uh, Ruby's Pizzeria and Grill. Come on by. Make sure to check out their late night menu where they've added a Ruby's After Dark menu Thursday, Friday, and Saturday every week from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. with fan favorites like chicken taco rolls, chicken tenders, and new items like the Boston Dog, chicken and waffles, and a whole lot more. Make sure to visit Ruby's after every home game. And big home game coming up tomorrow, Utah State, San Diego State, as uh, we got a couple of stalwarts hanging out with us. Uh, Javon Jackson kind enough to hang out with us, as well as uh, Josh Aduje. Uh Javon, let's start with you, man. Um, you didn't play the previous two games. You get in the lineup. In that late in that game against Colorado State, you play some extended minutes. Uh, you're able to get a career high at Utah State, ten points. How is it to kind of keep your mindset so that you're ready to go when called upon when you hadn't played the previous two games? Uh, just talking to the coaches and them telling me just always stay ready. So when my number's called, just be ready. So so when my number got called, I was ready. So is that something you've always been pretty good at in making sure that you're always mentally prepared to play in those kind of situations? Uh, yeah, most definitely. It's not the easiest situation to be in, but 
this is the situation I'm in, so I'm trying to make the best of it. Josh, uh, let's let's talk about you, man. Uh, huge game against Wyoming. Um, you needed big buckets down the stretch. Uh, you were able to knock him down. Uh, just kind of talk about your mindset and making sure that you're ready to play at a high-level game in and game out. Yeah, no. Um, first and foremost, thank you for having me here as well. Always a pleasure um, chatting with you. Um, but, yeah, as Javon said, it's super important um, to have a good relationship with the coaches and, and then you know, keep on saying encouraging words to make sure that you're ready um, when, you're, when your number's called. And, and that's exactly that. I, I try to do my best coming off the bench, bringing energy and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the Wyoming game, my teammates found me in the right spots and you know i was i was ready yeah well you know i'm, I'm kind of curious because you play in places like san diego state and colorado state new mexico where it's just loud it's nasty and they're getting after you guys and then you go to wyoming or air force or i know you haven't been to san jose yet but san jose is going to be a little bit like that too where there's not going to be a lot of a lot of people there Josh, let's start with you, and then Javon, I want to get your thoughts on that too. How hard is it? Because when everybody hates you and they're yelling at you, it's probably pretty easy to get pumped up and get ready to go. But when there's not a lot of juice, is that even harder sometimes to to play at a high level? Yeah, I mean, especially at a place like Wyoming too. Um, those games can kind of sneak up on you. Like Colorado State, they got you know they had the I, I think it might be one of the biggest comebacks in in the minute yep. right uh, Wyoming did that to Colorado well, State exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nevada they got caught as well being yep. up there in Wyoming so it's tough you have to bring your own energy um, especially in the gym like that which is so high up as well um, I mean the coaches told us to expect you know a tough game and we we, we definitely got that so you, you have to come with a different type of mindset um, when there's not too many opposing fans yeah Javon, how's that like for you when, when you're used to playing in Logan and some of these other places, then you go somewhere and it's kind of quiet? Like, I could hear you guys, like, chatting out on the court a little bit. It's definitely different just to piggyback off what Jack's, uh, Josh said. Yeah, you have to just come with the mindset to bring your own energy. And then it's, throughout the game, we were trying to tell each other, like, let's go bring our energy. It's kind of dead in here, you know. We're going to have to do it ourselves. You know what's interesting is I never really noticed it when I was calling games uh, until COVID when there wasn't anybody in the stands. But uh, I, I didn't know how much communication goes on between you guys as players uh, and, and, and the conversations that you guys have to have, especially on the defensive side, Javon. Like, you guys are always communicating and, and talking. Is that, is that a big part of what you guys do? Most definitely. If you want to be a great defensive team, you have to be able to communicate. No, no ball screen coverage is what we're in. So, yeah, being commu communication is a key part. Josh, um, you – tough loss at Colorado State yeah where's where's how's the mindset of the team because you really have no time I mean you got back early Sunday morning um and then you got today and then and then the big game tomorrow like how hard is it to prepare for a huge game and put that nasty taste in your mouth behind you um you know it, it's the nature of the game honestly you there's only two outcomes that can happen you can either win or you can lose right um obviously we would love to have a win um but, you know, sometimes you learn more from losses. Do you know what I mean? So, obviously, we've got a nasty taste in our mouth. Um, you know, us not being ourselves and performing it the way we would have liked. But, um, you know, you have to have a short memory in the game of basketball, whether that might be missing a shot or, or even losing a game. But you have to be, be aware of it. You know, we understand that tomorrow is a big game for us to bounce back for. Um, and we're looking forward to the challenge. So, you know, I feel like... Even though Colorado State, we would have liked to come out with a win, maybe it might be 
you know the type of edge we yeah. needed in order to get get you know on the right footing before we play um, San Diego State. Javon, uh, how about you and and your your outlook on that? Is it hard to put those games behind you personally? Because everybody's a little different. Everybody's wired a little differently. You personally, can you compartmentalize and say, okay, that's in the past. Let's look ahead. Or or is it tough to do that for you as as an individual? Nah, I agree with Josh said. It most definitely. Once it, once we once that day's over and you lost, you just gotta move on. Move on to the next game. We got a big game tomorrow, and that's the what we gotta worry about now. Twelve o'clock rule applies for both wins and losses, right? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Javon, I wanna I wanna get you know we, part of the reason we love doing this is just to get to know you a little bit more as a person and as a as an individual, not just as a basketball player. But we talked to you a little bit earlier in the year. Um, how's the transition been for you with? making the jump up to this level, playing at the Mountain West, uh, playing here in Logan, Utah, as opposed to where you were at before. How, how's that going for you? Uh, I've been enjoying it because one of my biggest things was trying to play in front of a big crowd, and that's one thing that Logan brings and this conference brings is crowds day in, day out. So I just, I just been enjoying everything about it and making that jump. Josh, um, for you and your first year at Utah State, I know you've been enjoying your experience. Is that still the case? I mean, you still love playing in front of these fans? Of course. I mean, the HUD is it's amazing. Like, I, I, I say it every time I'm, I'm on here that, you know, that home court advantage is really an advantage. Um, like I said before, my previous school, we had a home court, but I wouldn't say it was an advantage. I mean, we, some of the I mean, the team playing right now, uh, Charleston, when Charleston came and played us, they had more fans in the building than we did, yeah. which is crazy. But, um, yeah, having the herd behind us and the energy and, and the support from the community is, is amazing. And it really, you know, makes you feel, you know, wanted and loved as a basketball player. Um, and even beyond that, as, as just a human being, people are super nice out here. Um, when you look at San Diego State, this is a team that is played for a national championship last year. They bring back a lot of players. They got you in San Diego. What do you take away from that game, Josh? What did you learn from that, and what do you guys need to improve upon going into that game tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, they're a team that's, you know, well experienced. Um, they've been through the fire um, with a lot of returners as well from that team last year. So. We kind of ex we, we, we saw that um, when we was there that they're an aggressive team. They play physical. Um, you know they they pick up full court pretty much the whole game. Um, and I think you know when we was in San Diego, we we wasn't entirely ready for that. Um, we knew that there was going to be physical, but we didn't offensively um, meet their physicality. So you know coming into this game, it's, it's we're, we're learning from our mistakes, and um, I think we're going to be really well prepared and. We, we're looking forward to, to the challenge. Well, I knew that, you know, w watching you guys coming off the court and e Darius in particular, um, who was talking to a fan and, and some of the other players, you could tell that you guys were like, okay, we want to get you back to Logan. We, right. you, we want this rematch. And, Javon, I think, you know, every game, you, I know you guys take it one game at a time. You don't peek ahead. But I think deep down in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, you guys have to come to our place, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, most definitely. We definitely have this game circled on our calendar. <laughs> uh, Josh, when you uh, when you see how much physicality they bring to the table, how hard is it to match that physicality, or is that something you guys feel like you're prepared for tomorrow? Oh yeah, we're definitely prepared for it. Um, yeah, it, it's just some sometimes that's just the way the game goes. Um, our coaches say all the time like the aggressor wins. Right. So yeah. for us, we got aggressive, but we got aggressive a little bit too late in the game, you know, where we're trying to 
we're trying to meet and match their um, aggressiveness and physicality. But when you come out aggressive from the start, then it's a completely different game. Um, and that's sort of why people we all came off the floor after playing San Diego State the first time. Like, yeah, we're ready. We're ready this time because, you know, they hit us with a sneak one. And, yeah, um, yeah we're, we're, we're ready. How tough is it to handle a guy like Ladie who can do so many different things out there on the court? You want to go first? <laughs> I'll let you go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's obviously a, a matchup problem, but I feel like we have the guys to guard him or uh, contain him. Yeah. I feel, uh, like, I feel like tomorrow should be fun. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, we, we, we see what Butler's done throughout the years and Ladie and stuff like that, but there's always a weird one that pops up, like Jay Powell had his – biggest game yeah. of the year against you guys right. you know and it's it's about making sure that the other guys don't come up with a big game josh well, well yeah i mean I'll, the coaches say all the time um especially when you're a ranked team you have a target in your back and we're first place in this conference you know what yeah. i mean so we've we've turned a lot of heads and we've we've earned people's respect so because of that we can only expect people's best performances against us and that's what we've experienced um Aiden Ladee is a he's a force down there, but we've got we've got the guys we've got a force too. Yeah, great Osborne. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we got good players as well. Um, that's not to say that we're going to stop him, but we can slow him down. And ultimately, that's been the main focus for us is that we're focusing on ourselves and being the best version of ourselves. Because the best version of myself is is first place. Absolutely. Uh, I've got questions coming in on Twitter, so I'm going to read a couple of them for you. Right. First one uh, and. You mentioned this in the post game at Wyoming, but I want to get Javon's thoughts, and you can reiterate this. Logan's pretty high up elevation-wise, but you were telling me afterwards that you felt it. And, Javon, did you feel it too when you guys were, were, were there in Wyoming? Because, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's an extra couple thousand feet in elevation. So, Josh, let's start with you. You felt it there? Oh, definitely. My, my throat, my, like, chest plate was sore for about a day. Like, it was, it was really... That extra 2,000 feet, you really feel it. Um, and the oxygen is is very scarce up there, I have yeah. to say. <laughs> Javon? Yeah, we were uh, laughing and joking through warm-ups and stuff, like how we can feel and how it's different. And like we, I think some of us took the stairs somewhere, and we was laughing like, oh, yeah, we can feel it go just going up the stairs. <laughs> but, I mean, I was looking at Great, and Great was like, I'm oh, like, oh, perfect. man, he's really feeling it right oh, now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, another one rolling in. Uh, what are you guys studying? Uh, Javon, let's start with you. What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you going in in school? What are you working towards? Uh, I'm a business major. I study uh, business management. I definitely just want to uh, take whatever money I make from basketball and like put it into businesses and make start making passive income that way. So obviously, you want to play as long as you possibly can and milk every little bit out of your career that you possibly can. But at the end of the day, you want to be, you know, essentially an investor, entrepreneur kind of thing. Is that what yep, you're looking at? Yep, most definitely. That's right exactly on. it. Josh, how about you? Um, I'm a psychology major with a minor in sociology. Um, Post basketball, definitely something that I'd want to be looking in towards would be um, invested the money that I make. Um, and obviously, being a, being an athlete, you are your own business too. So being able to like market myself as well after basketball would be something I'd like to do. And then obviously, psychology is something that really interests me. So maybe something in behavioral psychology as well. How is the uh, new world of – because, you know, during the course of your careers, Josh, you in particular, um, the landscape of college athletics has changed dramatically. Oh, yeah. And we always hear a lot of 
uh, you know, administrators and coaches and, and athletic directors talk about it. We don't get a lot of conversation from the players. Right. What's it been like for you to all of a sudden being like, you know, you can't take a sandwich from somebody at a restaurant to now, you know, you can pretty much accept whatever. Like, what's what? how's that mindset changed for you? Oh, yeah, it's changed a lot. I mean, and this is the tricky part as well, being international is slightly different. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We, we, we've got some shackles i would say yeah on us. We, we've got some leashes on us in, in terms of what we can and can't do um but ultimately the nil landscape has just changed the whole landscape like of of college basketball and collegiate athletics in general where people can actually make money off their own um, name image and likeness and i think it's a good thing um there's definitely going to have to be parameters in which people have to, like, athletes have to operate within. Yeah. Um, because obviously the high-end athletes like Caitlin Clark are making so much money. Um, and then, you know, the players at, like, low major schools, they're not making much. So, I don't know. I think there's still there's still some question marks, but it, it's ultimately really good and, yeah. and helps us out. Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I know there's, there's a lot of people that are complaining about it and a lot of people that are for it, but... You know, when uh, when you see somebody in the stands wearing a jersey with your number on it, right. you know, you should you should get a cut of that. I, I think that's that's certainly more than fair, you know. Definitely. You know, the the one thing that I think is interesting is is what are those guardrails? And nobody really has any answers yeah. for that. Yeah, that's a, that is the tricky part. But I can say, you know, they, they need to free us internationals. And <laughs> yes, I, I would agree. <laughs> and it, is it just like a, is it a visa work issue or what? what, what is that? Um, Do you know the details of that? Yeah, at all? so pretty much um, when you're an international, you're you're a student, so you have a certain type of visa, which is an F1 visa, and that F1 visa pretty much means that you can't work on U.S. soil. Um, and because of that, if you was to do an NIL deal, you'd be breaking the parameters in which your visa your visa allows you to stay in the country. So for. it's not an NCAA thing; it's a visa thing. A bit of both, okay. really. I feel like the NCAA could probably wiggle, has wiggle room um, in order for it to be able to work. But pretty much as an international, you, you, if you're going to receive money, you've got yeah. to be doing it outside of USO or in your home country. Well, our guy Javon's not an international player, so hook my guy up here. Let's yeah, get, him, let's get yep. him squared away. Come on, yep. Javon. <laughs> Sharing is caring. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, we, uh, I was talking to uh, Isaac uh, last and and he said that uh, there's some pretty big rivalries in Mario Kart uh, with him and, <laughs> and Mason and Brenchley and some of those guys. What do you guys do for fun off the court a little bit? Javon, let's start with you. Oh, I definitely – I just play video games, to be yeah. honest. That's what's what's your game of choice or uh, games of choice? I play, like, Call of Duty, 2K, stuff like that. That's okay. what I play, yeah. I play with my little brothers and stuff back home and yeah. my friends. Yeah, that's how then I interact play, with them. Then you play Mario Kart with them too? Yeah, I played Mario Kart a couple times with Fish and them. I'm not really into that like them, though. They, they some tryhards at that. I was just trying to play for fun. Those guys seem like they take it way too seriously, too. Yeah, they have a whole whiteboard, and they keep tallies at each win they have against each other. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's Mario Kart. Like, what? Yeah. come on, let's play a real game here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Josh? I'm the same. Um, yeah, I, I don't play as many games. I, I'll play, like, 2K. Yeah. Um, you I'm guys really FIFA? Good. Oh, yeah, I'm good at FIFA. I'm, I'm, I'm. Wait a minute, are you, you're shaking your no, head he like, doesn't want to play me at FIFA. No, are you saying no. you don't want to play or that he's not good? No, I'm saying I don't want to play. Oh, okay, I got you, yeah, I got yeah. you. No, I'm <laughs> good, I'm good. I'm undefeated at FIFA. Nobody on our basketball team can beat me. Um, 
So yeah, I'll play. I, I'll play some video games too. You can um, take the guy out of England. You can't take the England out of the guy. Oh, right? You can't. You can't. Wait till wait till my jersey comes in. I'm gonna be wearing my 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 uh, Tottenham Hotspurs shirt. Oh, you're Tottenham. I'm a Tottenham fan all the way. There you go. I love it. Do you even know any Premier no. Premier League soccer? No. See, I keep trying to. Like, I've got to find. I got to find a team. Is Tottenham got to be the team? Because I figure. I need to learn it. I need to get into it as a sports broadcaster yeah. I, because it's becoming so I'll be common honest. now. I'll be honest. If you want to be – you're going to go through some hardships if you're a Spurs fan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, we, we've had a hard one, man. Because the way I look at it, I don't want to cheer for somebody like the Yankees who just win at yeah. everything and just buy yeah. whatever player they want. And that's that's what, Chelsea or who who, who, who would you compare man to the City Yankees? Man City right now. Man City? Okay. Yeah, Man City and Liverpool. Those, so, are, the, those are the – if you – I don't want. I don't want to be a bandwagon guy. Is essentially what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. You. You gotta have some tough skin if you want to be a Spurs support supporter. All right. Well, yeah. Tottenham it is. Okay. Let's <laughs> go. Right there, yeah. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, good luck tomorrow against San Diego State. Appreciate it. Uh, go get those dudes. You know that there's uh, something special in the air. Nobody here in Logan likes those guys. Yeah, so uh, go get it done. Appreciate it. Coming up, we'll talk more with uh, Coach Sprinkle and uh, get his thoughts on the game coming up tomorrow. Remember, USU Credit Union serving True Aggie since 1957 and USU Credit Union, the only one conveniently located on campus. Visit the branch inside the University Welcome Center or any of the six locations around Cache Valley. USU Credit Union, smart, local, convenient. You're listening to Aggie Basketball live here at Ruby's Pizzeria and Grill. You get on down here, say you're here for the coaches' show, they'll give you a free appetizer, they'll hook you up. It's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Well, come on back. You're listening to the Aggie Coaches Show featuring Danny Sprinkle as we get you ready for a huge one coming up tomorrow against San Diego State. Aggies lost in Viejas earlier in the year, 81-67, to a game they actually got out to a really good start. And then uh, San Diego State uh, ended the first half strong and uh, continued good play in the second half. But, Coach, uh, you, know, the, you know these guys, they saw what San Diego State did last year. They know that it's a really good team. They know that even though that – you know, there's that vibe out there that the conference kind of goes through San Diego State. You can tell there's uh, these dudes are fired up and ready to go. Yeah, you know, and it, it does until somebody goes and takes it. You know, obviously they had a tremendous year last year. and You know, and that's that's the fun part about competing in the Mountain West is, is you get a chance to play teams like that. And, and like I said, we're going to have to play really well, and San Diego State's going to come ready. You know, they're not – they don't overlook anybody. No. That's, that's no. why they're one of the best teams year in and year out. Well, and one thing about them, defense travels. And, oh, yeah. And they, they always bring the defense. Yes, they do. The one thing they do, and, and I enjoy watching them play because you see, like, if they have a defensive breakdown, that guy, he gets subbed out. And then if the next guy has a defensive breakdown, they get subbed out. And yeah. so when their guys come in the game, like, they're on edge defensively, and that's that's why they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. Well, the one thing, too, and I was mentioning this with the players, is that it always seems like there's uh, whenever – you know, I've seen them up close in person and calling them, and, and Utah State got them the first couple of years. They played in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. San Diego State's won the last two. And it's you always know there's going to be stars, like Ladie's going to do his thing, yeah. Butler's going to do his thing. But Jay Powell was the one that had his career high, or at least his season high against you earlier this year. It's the other guys and who's going to have that big game that you have to worry about. Yeah, you know, uh, Powell and, and Sanders, both of their foremen, you know, we wanted – our kind of defensive game plan going into that was to try and make their four men make threes because they hadn't been shooting well before that game. Yeah. And both of them made us pay. You know, I think Sanders hit two and, and Powell played great. But, I mean, they're high-level players too, you know, but you just kind of had to pick your poison and, and we kind of dared them a little bit there and, and they made us pay. Um, but we still were close and we still had, 
we still had plenty of opportunities, and it didn't even come down to, you know, so much, you know, those two. They obviously played great, but, you know, we were really sloppy with the basketball. When we had a chance to extend leads twice in the first half, you know, we'd have three or four empty possessions offensively, mm -hmm. and then they'd get back in the game. When you uh, when you look – and by the way, uh, this is the open mic uh, segment here. So if you got a question for Coach, raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you. If you want something to say or, or have a question for Coach in the landscape of uh, what's going on, uh, feel free to uh, raise your hand, and Ajay will have the mic. i got a couple questions rolling in on Twitter. Um, in fact, I'll get to one of them right now. Um, Brand just uh, tweeted in. He said uh, – you mentioned that you uh, you didn't charter for this one. How often does a team charter? And it's kind of tricky because it's Title IX and and you got to match yeah. up with the women's and things like that. You used a couple in the uh, non-conference, but how how does that work? Yeah, we we've chartered one time in conference play, and so it uh, yeah, I mean it, it's hard, you know, especially like I mean we have one of the hardest locations to get to, mm -hmm. you know, and even teams when they come to play us, like they try to charter <laughs> charter here. Uh, so they can get out that night after the game. And so we chartered to the game in Albuquerque. Um, that's the only charter that uh, that we've done all conference season. And uh, and that's determined before the season starts. It's not like on a game-by-game -game basis. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, you, they basically give us a, a total amount of kind of travel funds or charters that we have. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But it's something that we got to we got to – I don't want to say get better at. We got to we got to yep. get more charters. It's it's too hard to travel and team gets the team. It's just when you're playing at this level, you should be chartering. Yeah, well, and uh, that's why you got the you know. Yeah, you can uh, donate right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go to utahstateaggies.com because yep. uh, I know our rivals, Boise State. They charter every game. Just throwing that out there. So. Well, and, and, and I we think, want to compete with them. And I think most do, actually, honestly. Yeah, most you know, do. New you Mexico, know, I think, does every game. Yep. And sometimes, like, you know, UNLV, New Mexico, and San Diego State, I mean, they're five minutes from their airport. Yeah. And they're international airports where they can, they can get anywhere, you know, with their locations really easy. And, you know, they don't have to, like, Saturday night when we landed at 1045 at night from Denver, you know, and then you bus here and, you know, your, your guys are getting back at 115, 130 in the morning. How uh, – and, and people don't – I think I don't think people really truly appreciate, and I because I'll I'll just say I didn't until yeah. I was traveling with you guys or on these flights and stuff like that. That even though you're sitting in a plane and going to an airport, like that takes a lot out of you. I mean, it re you could be a finely tuned athlete, which I'm most definitely am not. <laughs> yeah. But 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 it, it can take a lot out of you. Well, it can, especially you know the guys that are six six and above. Yeah, you know, because some of them are sitting in middle seats and they're packed in there. You know, after playing a game, and so. It's it's tough, uh, you know. The one thing I appreciate, like like Diana, you know, Sabo, our, our athletic director, she came on the trip last week with us, and it was it was our hardest trip, you know, when you factor in going to Laramie and the busing and the, and all that, and, and that's the trip that she chose, you know. But it, that shows her toughness level too, yeah. You know, but I appreciate her coming on that. Um, another question rolling in as uh, people uh, saw the uh, the tweet, and I forget the uh, uh, I know him too. He's a good he's a good dude. The color analyst that called the uh, Colorado or no, I think it was the Wyoming game. Um, Richie, yeah, uh, Richie Schuler. Yeah, yeah, he uh, tweeted out a picture of you or a video of you hitting the half court shot. There was the one at the uh, Delta Center where you were hitting half court shots. Yep. Has that always been part of your uh, repertoire? A little bit. I haven't been shooting quite as well this year, but uh, you ever still. hit one in a game as a player? Ah. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't know. It's a long time ago. I'm trying, I know, to, I'm trying to remember right now, but I don't think I ever hit half quarter. Not in a game. 
but I do. All right. So because and a lot of people don't know this at the end of practices, you guys will line up and it's and it's fun. It's competition, yeah. but also it's good practice, too, because you never know when you, you might need know. to hit one of those yep. shots. Um, I I'm going to go out of limb and say you probably have more than anybody else on the team. Yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. But I'll tell you what, this team, they make more half quarters than any team. Like, they make three or four every shoot around. Like you said, each everybody gets one chance. And three of the guys make it every time. You know, and at the Delta Center, which you mentioned when we played San Francisco, it was like seven out of the 14 I know. You players. You guys were knocking them down like it crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, no. It Hopefully was, we do it in a game. Hopefully we don't need it. Yeah, that's what we do. They get it. It's probably a good sign that you haven't needed to do that uh, in the course of a game. Um, road games are just so critical in this in this league. Um, when you look at where you've played, you've got nice wins at Boise State. You've got a nice win at UNLV. Um, tough ones against uh, Colorado State, obviously this last one in San Diego State yep. and the pit in New Mexico. It really sets up a really crazy atmosphere in Vegas because yes. you're going to have fan bases coming in from all over and you can't emphasize enough. I know we're still a few weeks away for people to go down there and support you down there in Vegas. Cause, cause you know, New Mexico fans are going to be there. You know, Boise fans are going to be there. I mean that, that it home court advantage. If we can bring the spectrum down to Vegas, oh, it's going to be, be huge. It'd be awesome. And I know, I know travel, you know, Utah States, you know, one of the, best traveled fan bases you know down to that you know to thomas and mac you know i just i obviously watched it on tv but i see the pictures of sam merrill shots and you yeah. see all the aggie shirts and utah state blue and and uh no it'll, it'll be special you know and like i said this year i mean it, it's one of the best years ever in the mountain west and uh i know everybody's going to come with their fans and and uh i know the herd will be there and i know our fans will be there this is obviously critical because, and I mentioned this on the broadcast, you can go, and I mean, I'm not talking about you specifically, but anybody in this conference can go from being the first place team in the conference to be playing on Wednesday Yes, in the, in the conference tournament, just like that. Just like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, when I looked at the standings last week, you know, at the time, Nevada was seventh. They, you know, they're in seventh place in the Mountain West, and they were 20 and six overall. Yeah. They only had six losses total, and they were in seventh place somehow in our league. Um, but it just shows how good our league is. You know, I mean, Nevada's playing as well as – I mean, they might be playing better than anybody in the league right now. And so, you know, that's the that's the parody, and, you know, that's what makes it fun. It is – and I've heard coaches say this from Tim Durier to Craig to Ryan to you. Dog days of February are a real thing. How hard is it to get your guys right and, and fight through – the the mental and physical fatigue of playing in this kind of conference these kind of games night in and night out yeah i mean it's more mental than anything at this time of year because like everybody's worn down you know everybody's a little banged up nobody's 100 percent uh your legs are a little bit heavier you know you got to fight through some of those things and you know and that's where like the spectrum helps us like like you mentioned earlier if you can't have energy at seven o'clock tomorrow night like you probably shouldn't be playing division one basketball you know and and, uh, you know, it's, it's a huge advantage for us. You know, like it was a huge advantage for uh, Colorado State on Saturday. Like, that place was rocking. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was a great atmosphere. And so hopefully we can use that to our advantage. You know, we got three of the next five at home. And, uh, you know, there's no place we'd rather play. Yeah. You're, you're all about one game at a time. But do you mention anything like, hey, the light's at the end of the tunnel. Like, every, every game always matters. But – more so now down the stretch because there's so few of these opportunities left. Do you mention that at all, or do you just say, like, no, laser focus San Diego State? Yeah, no, just d today, yeah. you know, Monday. You know, the only thing I ever talk about is, like, today there's you know, I think there's 26 days until the championship. 
you know, wow. it was 28 on Saturday. And yeah. so, you know, we're down to 26. And, you know, like I said, the conference tournament starts in 24 days. You know, and that's how fast it goes. But, like I said, we just got to get through, you know, today and then we'll do shoot around tomorrow and play. And, and then we'll have, you know, we'll have that break, which will be – it'll be great for us. But that time it's going to fly by and, you know, we can't, we can't let a day slip by. It's funny because we talk about that San Francisco game. That feels like that was a year ago and two weeks ago all at once. Oh, man. Like, yeah, it seems like two seasons ago. <laughs> it's crazy. That seems longer than the Cayman Islands was. I know, right? All right, uh, final segment coming up next. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Final thoughts on San Diego State and uh, let Coach eat some food and get the heck out of here and get ready for a huge game coming up in the Spectrum. We're live here at uh, one of our favorite places on the planet, Ruby's Pizzeria and Grill. Come on by, grab a bite. Remember, uh, next week, we will not be here on Monday. It'll be Wednesday of next week after the team gets back from Fresno. So we'll preview that as well. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to the Aggie Coaches Show from Learfield. Welcome on back here listening to the Danny Sprinkle Coaches Show as we wrap up another edition of the show. Just a few more minutes left. and uh, But, again, big thanks to Thad and the crew. Always a great time down here at uh, Ruby's Pizzeria and Grill. And, again, just a reminder, we will not be here next Monday. It will be on Wednesday after you wrap up that game at Fresno and uh, get back here, and then we'll uh, we'll have that show. That will be another crazy travel because you yeah. probably are going to leave early Wednesday morning. And, uh, uh, yeah, we don't get back till I think, you know, Wednesday late afternoon. And then we got a TV game on Friday. You know, we got Air Force that day, you know, 48 hours later. So, yeah, but the good thing is we'll get, you know, six, seven days off after this San Diego State game yep. and, and hopefully have our legs. Uh, again, make sure you stop by here next Wednesday, 6 o'clock, and we will, uh, again, free appetizers. Come by and you get to ask questions of coach. We'll have players. It's always a lot of fun. All right, so, again, we've been talking about San Diego State in general, but kind of let's hone in a bit. Keys to the game. What do you need to, what do you need to see from your team to uh, go toe-to-toe with these guys? Yeah, we, you know, we need to obviously match their physicality. You know, when we're on defense, like, we got to be physical. We got to be able to, you know, hold our ground in the paint, you know, a lot better than we did against Colorado State. We, you know, we can't let them get second-chance points. You know, they, they really crash the boards. They're, they're more athletic and bigger than we are. So we have to be really good with our box outs and going and getting those rebounds. You know, I thought the last game we kind of went up with one hand too many times. It was playing volleyball uh, instead of just grabbing it. You know, and then we have to be just as physical offensively, you know, because their defense, you know, they're so physical and strong. You know, we have to be able to play through some contact on our drives and our post finishes. And, and you know, we have to be able to step in and knock down some shots. But at the end of the day, you know, our success formula, you know, we have to – you know, keep our turnovers 10 or less, and we can't give up live ball turnovers, which we gave up four of them last game where they just stole it and went down and dunked it. Yeah. So, you know, you're giving them a free eight points by our, our turnovers. And so we got to take care of the ball, and then we got we just got to get it to the last seven, eight minutes of the game and, and let our crowd take over and knock down some shots. You know, it's interesting, too, because not every turnover is created equal, but yeah. those pick sixes, for lack of a better term, are yeah. just, it just demoralize you. They are. You know, we had, we had two uh, – you know, against uh, in the first half against Colorado yeah. State, you know, where Neat Clifford got dunks, and so, yeah, we got to we got to do a good job taking care of the ball, and and uh, you know, I heard a great quote. I can't remember. I saw it on Instagram, but a coach said, "I want 100% passes, like passes you can complete 100% of the time, and 50% shots, shots that you can make 50% of the time, and uh, and you'll be in good shape if we can do that." 
Game tomorrow tips off at 7. Pre-game begins at 6.30 on these uh, same network stations. Make sure you get down there. Uh, if you can't uh, get to the game, if you can't find tickets, and I highly suggest you do everything you can, leverage any favor, uh, you know, whatever you can do, make sure you're in that arena because that place is going to be a lot of fun coming up tomorrow. And, Coach, uh, uh, I know we, we only have a limited time left, yeah. but when you're recruiting, and I think I saw the other night there were some guys in the building, how much does that fan base help you when you're trying to close the deal on a kid? Oh, it's awesome. You know, uh, I mean, we had some of the top kids in Utah, you know, at that Boise State game, yeah. and they were all – they'd never been here. And they're just like, oh, my gosh. You know, and I'm like, yeah, like that's – that's spectrum magic. Like that's, that's, what we that's do. why you come here, and uh, you know. So hopefully, you know, you, you get a couple of those kids, and and uh, you know, it's it's that's the best thing. You know, recruiting is you know, if you can get in a kid on an official visit like during the season, uh, it's huge because it's it's such a different atmosphere than anywhere else. Well, there's no doubt about it, Coach. Thanks for your time. Finish that you dinner, bet. and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You bet. Go Aggies. There we go. That's Danny Sprinkle, Aggies, and the Aztecs coming up tomorrow. Again, game starts at 7. Pre-game will begin at 6.30. Let's go. Let's have some fun and uh, get the Aggies back on track as Utah State takes on the Aztecs. Big thanks to everyone who hung out with us here tonight at Ruby's Pizzeria and Grill. Back with you next Wednesday on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. From Rudy's, this has been the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Holiday Inn Express, Stay Smart, Beaver Mountain, Come Ski the Beam, Smith's Fresh for Everyone, Sports Academy and Racquet Club, Your Club, Your Results, Your Life, Zion's Bank, We Haven't Forgotten Who Keeps Us in Business, Ford, Go Further, and by Ruby's, home of the Aggie Coaches Show. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation on the Aggie Sports Network.